0: good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. Once again, as always, happy to be with you on this Monday morning. It is April 24th. We've got a lot to pray for and we continue this week uh, adding our St. Michael prayer to our morning offering. More on that in a moment. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell, Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, this morning, we pray our morning offering. We continue to pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. If you weren't with us on Friday, uh, I decided to start praying that in the show because of a news headline I read that this coming weekend in Boston, Massachusetts, there is going to be a convention of Satanists. Now, for my chair here in our studios in Covenant Network, you know, there's not much I can do about what's going on in Boston, but I can pray and I can unite my prayers with those in Boston who are praying. I mean, it's really a, a tremendous thing that the, uh, the churches are going to be open for prayer and adoration during this time to to counter that satanic spirit. The, the people of Boston are going to be praying, the monasteries, the shrines. I mean, it's an all-hands-on-deck effort to pray, to pray, because we know that God wins, right? Um, you're going to hear me say this later today because of, well, I'll just say it. We know in revelations that uh, God is victorious, right? But we still read that the dragon swung his tail and swept a third of the stars out of the sky. You and I, friends, we got to get out of the way of that tail. And the only way we can do that is with God's grace. So let's, you know, let's pray for that protection. Let's pray. Let's ask St. Michael for his intercession and his pr- protection today. Let's ask our guardian angel, you know? Do you know a little prayer to your guardian angel? I'll tell you what, I'll have one for you when we come back from the weather. Today on the show, we're going to hear a longer homily from Father Schumacher, and we're also going to be talking with Father Bill Casey um, about the protection of the Blessed Mother and why we shouldn't be afraid even in today's day and age. So let's go to Mike Roberts for the weather.
1: Today is the feast day of St. Fidelis, who was a martyr. Born in southern Germany in 1577, his baptismal name was Mark Roy. A gifted student, he grew up with a desire to study philosophy and law, which he did at the University of Freiburg, where he became a teacher and a lawyer. In 1604, he and three friends began a six-year journey across Europe in prayer and service. In every town they went to, they looked for ways to serve the poor, attend Mass, and spend time before the Blessed Sacrament. When he returned home, he practiced law, giving special attention to the poor, but he eventually became greatly disenchanted. With the corruption he saw and made the decision to become a Capuchin friar where he was given the name Fidelis. He was made guardian of a friary in what is now Austria, and soon after, the area was hit by an epidemic. His tireless work and prayer led to many conversions. Fidelis was then sent to Switzerland to preach against the Calvinists. His efforts were very successful, which severely angered those who opposed him. After nearly being killed by a gunshot while saying mass, he was murdered by a group of gunmen while traveling. St. Fidelis... Please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network this morning. A bit of an odd schedule for us today. I'm a, And I have to tell you, I'm a little out of sorts this morning. Not in a bad way. It's just one of those mornings. And so I'm grateful to have the long break because I had some stuff I wanted to mention before the break, but I just couldn't get it out for whatever reason. Do you ever have a Monday morning like that? Because <laughs> I'm having one. All right, so praying to your guardian angel. Now, uh, easiest prayer is the one we pray with the kids. You know, let, Let's pray right now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, Ever this day be at my side to light, to guard, to rule, and guide. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray that prayer every morning. Pray that prayer before you go to bed tonight. It's part of our bedtime ritual with the kids. We pray that uh, with the little kids. We pray that now I lay me down to sleep. I give them a blessing as a dad, you know, and uh, then they, they march off to bed. And it's so cute because if, if I forget any of that, they remind me. And at the end of that second prayer, they stick their little foreheads out, you know, almost like uh, geese with long necks. And they're like, come on, the blessing, Dad, the blessing. You got to give us the blessing. Uh, Pray that prayer. If you don't engage with your guardian angel, what do you expect? You know, ask. They're there. They're there. Ask your guardian angel to to protect you throughout the day. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned.
2: Vocation prayer for youth. Oh, Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, Impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps, strengthen their resolutions, shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen.
0: Here is our catequist question this morning. According to the precepts of the church, how many times must you confess serious sin each year? How many times must you confess serious sin each year? According to the precepts of the church, the answer is once a year. Now, um, what I like to uh, remind myself, though, is... As many times as you commit them. That's how many times the precept, is, you know, the, the minimum bar is once a year, right? But I will tell you right now, don't wait for once a year. You're going to say, well, I, you know, I only have to confess my serious sins once a year. So I'm going to make note of these so that next year, uh, when, that, when that day, that one day rolls around, once a year, I'm going to do this, I'll have. No, you commit a serious sin, get to confession. Just go. As soon as is reasonably possible, just go. Go. You know, don't wait. Don't wait. Why would you want to wait? You don't. You want to get to heaven. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask God for the grace. Now, I'll be the first to tell you sometimes when, in in the history of my life, when I have committed serious sin, I'm the first one to to hear that voice of the devil saying, Oh, Adam, oh, no. You messed up. You messed up, Adam. You probably, you know what? Let's just not tell anyone. In fact, don't tell God. Do you know how upset God would be? Do you know what Father's going to say acting on God's behalf when you go to the confessional, Adam? Oh, you don't want to go there, Adam. No, you don't. No. Put that voice in the closet. Walk away from it. Turn turn your back. Pray to your guardian angel or pray through the intercession of your guardian angel. Ask him for help. Ask Saint Michael for help. Make a good examination of conscience and get to the confessional. Because you know what God's going to say? He's going to say, yeah, you messed up. I love you. I forgive you. you, you you've you, come with a contrite heart. You've come not wanting to continue committing this sin. I love you. Let's get you healed. Right? That's that's uh, That's the part the devil doesn't want you to hear. So, we're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Prayer for the gift of prudence. Jesus, artful master of parables, your prudence eluded the hypocrites. Your actions were known before creation, displaying all the wisdom of your prudence. Eternity must have attended to minutia. Being prudent in your best interest, you considered all potential consequences, securing the outcome of your earthly life, Grant me the prudence to always be
1: cautious and sensitive to the basic needs of others. Jesus, you have shown great foresight. Prudence truly originates from your being. Amen.
0: Father Bill Casey is a priest who you have heard on our airwaves many times over several years, and he's one of the fathers of mercy, just like Father Wade Menezes, who we have had on Roadmap to Heaven with us. But Father Casey, I am so happy to welcome you to our show today. Thank you, Adam. Glad to be with you. Now, Father, as we begin, we're getting ready for the month of May. We're getting ready for our Blessed Mothers Month, and we're going to be putting a lot of focus on our relationship with the Blessed Mother, both here on our show and in our faith life and our parishes and beyond. We're going to get into that a little bit here today as well, what that beyond is. Uh, But one of the things I just wanted to mention is that as a husband, as a father, as a Catholic, Trying to live in this modern world, sometimes I am so grateful for this radio program to know that there are other good, faithful Catholics that are just trying as hard as they can, too, to say, all right, life's difficult, life's hard, life is wearing us down trying to stand up for the truth in a world that doesn't want to encounter and believe the truth. I am so grateful that we are not alone, both in terms of those listening with us right now, but also in terms of the best intercessor we could ask for, our Blessed Mother.
3: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, we say that uh, Our Lady is, in a very real sense, the prophetess of our time. Um, When she comes to Earth uh, with a message from heaven, um, it is always a message of uh, repentance, but it's always a message as well of hope, right? Um, Our Lady tells us in no uncertain terms what God wants us to do in these times of the crisis that we're facing. And, of course, uh, at the heart of that message is to uh, pray, make sacrifices, right? Um, stand firm in your faith, and especially pray the Rosary.
0: And she does not leave us abandoned. At all, and if we draw near to her, she will continue. I I love the title of the devotion that has great St. Louis ties: "Mother of Perpetual Help" devotion. That what does perpetual mean? Always, unfailing, without ceasing, Mm -hmm. every day, every Mm -hmm. everywhere. Father, you encounter a lot of this in your travels. That you know, when I say some, even I, who try to be upbeat and positive every day, get weary. uh, You're you're encountering a lot of families and uh, that are going through the same thing. Is that correct?
3: That is correct, Adam, and uh, I'm a Father of Mercy. And of course, uh, the Apostle of the Fathers of Mercy is to preach parish missions and uh, retreats and traditional Catholic devotions all over the country. So most of us are traveling preachers, and I have to say that uh, everywhere that we go these days, uh, I mean everywhere, we're seeing the terrible effects of the great loss of faith in our time, and it seems like every Catholic family has been wounded in some way in this great abandonment of faith in our day. So everywhere that we go, we're meeting um, the faithful Catholics, especially the parents and the grandparents who agonize over um, what is happening in the Church and in the world around them, what's happening to their own families, And, uh, you know, agonizing especially over the fact that so many of their loved ones have uh, abandoned the faith, left the Church, and are living terribly immoral lives. So uh, I think that uh, a conference like the St. Louis Marian Conference is a good shot in the arm, a good spiritual shot in the arm for the people that are looking for reasons for hope, uh, reasons to... uh, to be optimistic, and to, to know that, uh, as you say, uh, our Lord and Our Lady are never going to abandon them, and um, God makes all things work together for the good of those who love Him. So I remember that uh, my old friend, the late uh, redemptorist priest, Father Pablo Straub, used to say that uh, conferences like the St. Louis Marian Conference are the lifeblood of the faithful, Right. Um, it's a spiritual uplift and really uh, a catechetical uh, and devotional experience as well at a time when we need it very badly. You know, we consider ourselves to be, we should consider ourselves to be, as priests, um, the servants of those souls who are trying to be faithful at this very, very difficult time. Right? We're emphasizing the fact that We should not be afraid at a time when, spiritually speaking, there is so much to be afraid of, right? But God is still in command of his Church, right? And uh, we know that uh, he will never abandon us. And as I like to say, I read the end of the book and we win.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was just telling someone, you know, we have great uh, faith and, and, and great hope because we know who wins in the end, but as the uh, book of Revelation tells us, that the, the dragon swung its tail and knocked a third of the stars out of the sky. So our job right now, get out of the way of the tail. <laughs> just be, be out of there the way go. of that tail. Well, Father Casey, I want to thank you for being with us on the show today. Can I ask you to offer a prayer for our listeners before we conclude?
3: Oh yes, be glad to. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father of light, from whom all good gifts come, send your spirit into our lives with the power of a mighty wind, and by the flame of your wisdom, open the horizons of our minds. Loosen our tongues to sing your praise in words beyond the power of speech. For without your spirit, we can never raise our voices in words of peace or announce the truth that Jesus is Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Mary, Mother of Mercy.
0: Pray Pray for for us. us.
2: A most commendable indulgenced prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, shower copiously thy blessings on thy holy church, on the supreme pontiff, and on all the clergy. Grant perseverance to the just. Convert sinners. Enlighten infidels. Bless our parents, friends, and benefactors. Assist the dying. Liberate the souls of purgatory and extend over all hearts the sweet empire of thy love. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, most kind, bless us now and in death's agony. From a sudden and unprovided death, deliver us, O Lord.
0: As we were preparing for this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, I said, Patty, the topic you have before us, it's not an unfamiliar name, and yet it is. It's a name I've heard many times and I know nothing about, and so Enlighten us. Who are we talking about this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement?
4: Today, we are going to talk about a new friend of mine, a new spiritual friend. His name is Blessed Solanus Casey. I recently was able to go to the Blessed Solanus Casey Center in Detroit, Michigan. Pray in the chapel of the St. Bonaventure Monastery, where he prayed, and also pray at his tomb. What a grace. So Blessed Salonis Casey is buried in Detroit. And whenever we visit these holy sites, we actually are connecting with real holiness. We grow in our desire to become a saint. We learn to imitate maybe just one tiny thing. And it's so beautiful. So today I just want to introduce you to his life. And then the rest of the week, we're going to unpack details about his writing, his impact, what has touched me the most, and what I learned about this holy man. Okay, so again, we're going to learn about Blessed Salonis Casey all week. First of all, let's get some facts about him. He was born Bernard Francis Casey. He was born in 1870. He was raised in Wisconsin, not far from St. Paul, Minneapolis, just on the other side of the river in Wisconsin. He was one of 16 children, 10 boys and six girls. Two of the girls died um, in a diphtheria epidemic. His nickname was Barney. You just don't normally think of a guy named Barney becoming a saint, right? But he was Barney. I love it. He received his first communion at age 13 at St. Patrick's Church in Hudson, Wisconsin. He was a good athlete. He played baseball and tennis. Again, you don't normally think of a saint who plays tennis, right? I love it. He was fond of a pool stick. He also played pool. And a beer with his hot dogs. Don't you just love these little details? I love that because thinking of saints with a beer and a hot dog and a Pool stick in his hand. He worked as a lumber logger, a prison guard, and a trolley conductor before entering St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee, but he was asked to withdraw because of poor grades. He arrived at St. Bonaventure Monastery in Detroit on Christmas Eve, 1896, to enter the Capuchin Order, and he was given the name Francis Solanus. He was ordained in 1904 and was assigned to various parishes in New York State for the first 20 years of his priesthood. Then in 1924, he arrived back at St. Bonaventure Monastery in Detroit, and he stayed as its doorkeeper for 21 years. He helped co-found the Capuchin Soup Kitchen during the Great Depression that still serves 2,000 meals a day. He was semi-retired. At, in the friary in Indiana for nine years, but then returned back to St. Bonaventure for medical care and died at St. John Hospital in Detroit on July 31st, 1957. So he died in 1957 at the age of 86. He had been in the hospital for more than three months, suffered from a rare and painful skin disease called, and I don't even know if I'm saying it right, erysipelas. His final words were, I give my soul to Jesus Christ. His beatification mass was held November 18th, 2017. So very recently at Detroit's Ford Field and over 66,000 people came in attendance for his beatification here on American soil. I think he was only the third uh, man to be uh, beatified on American soil. So that's a little bit about his life. We're going to unpack more about him all week. So let's all get to know. Blessed Solanus Casey.
0: You know, I often say to myself, I'd like a friend that wouldn't mind sharing a beer and a hot dog and shooting some pool while watching some baseball. And I love, Patty, that you referred to him as your new friend. And hopefully by the end of this week, I can be his friend too.
2: Act of Love. Oh, my God, I love thee above all things with my whole heart and soul, because thou art all good and deserving of all my love. I love my neighbor as myself for the love of thee. I forgive all who have injured me and ask pardon of all whom I have injured. Amen.
0: All right, it's time to get about our days. If you haven't done so already, maybe you've already dropped the kids off at school, you're pulling into the office at work, maybe uh, you're pulling into... Parking lot for morning mass this morning. Whatever this week has in store, I hope you take two things away from today's episode. One, that the Blessed Mother is right there at your side with you. And number two, that your guardian angel is right there at your side with you. And ask them each to help you out. Go to them. Go to them and ask them to help you become a saint. Mary is constantly interceding for you. Your guardian angel is on the lookout for you. Ask for their help. Don't be shy about it. And by the way, you know, going back to our catequiz, that precept of the church that you should make a good confession of all serious sin at least once a year, it had me thinking of the inverse. How many times at most should you do it? Well, again, it, it goes back to how many times do you commit serious sins? That's how many times you should go. Uh, you know, you should. Just do it. Uh, Each day this week, I want to challenge you, in addition to your daily rosary, if you're not making a daily examination of conscience, I challenge you to make a daily examination of conscience sometime in the evening. Don't wait too late before you go to bed. You might fall asleep without doing it. So make one. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of Perpetual Help, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, you've got the challenge. Examination of conscience every evening. Until tomorrow, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Pray your rosary today.